cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, I'm M, and that's Autumn. Episode 50. You can't steal my bit! What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not gonna do I it now. You. Damn. I do, you'd be so mad. The entire time, I'm just gonna be like, can't really do this to me. I don't think it's as funny as you think it is. <laughs> Did you hang out with Batman at all this week? Or? Fuck no. In fact, I almost forgot to watch this episode. <laughs> same. <laughs> same. Same. It's been a really long week, and I'm really tired. And that, that episode 50 is going to suffer because of that. It's fine. It's fine. I I have also had a very long week. It's It's Friday. We'll talk about the episode. We'll do the questions we got. I should send those to you. Um, oh yeah, you can just read them. You can just read them to I'll me. I'll just read them to I'll you. React. None of none of them require forethought. Um. Anyway, Batman. Um. Should we get to talk about the episode? I guess. Yeah, sure. The fiftieth episode of Batman the series is Off Balance, written by Len Wein, uh, directed by Kevin Altieri, animated by Sunrise, aired November twenty third, nineteen ninety two. Autumn, what happens in this episode? In this episode, um. <clears throat> Batman is hunting down a nefarious villain called uh, Vertigo, who is, like, stealing some tech from uh, Wayne Tech. Um, Yes. (laughs) I just forgot the name of Bruce Wayne's company for a minute. Um, And he teams up with this uh, lady who's definitely not Talia al Ghul. um, Definitely not a Bruce Tim sexy lady. Uh, They... I don't know. They just kind of run around Vertigo's like hideout and beat up the Society of Shadows, is what we're calling them in this uh, in this iteration. They hang around like a 1930s like Universal monster set, but they they're do. filming a noir, and that's what's yes. great about it. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. It's it's pretty plot thin one. Batman and Talia al Ghul uh, stop Vertigo. Talia is like, all right, give me the gun. Batman blows up the gun. Uh, and Ra's al Ghul is like, I'll get you for this, Batman. I don't know. It's the same fucking Ra's al Ghul story that happens every time. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't matter. The part that matters is that it fucking rocks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're not wrong. It's pretty good. I remember thinking this episode was really boring. Um I, I remembered it being the Talia introduction. It kind of builds to the stuff that'll pop off later. But I and I remembered Count Vertigo being kind of a chump. Uh, and that's true. That's still true. That's true. Um, but I didn't remember the part where it's like a weird, like, kind of romance. These two going doing adventure shit together. 
Um, mm-hmm. I forgot this was the episode where Gordon's like, I'm going to nail his feet to the ground, which is a classic <laughs> Gordon line. Um, there's even a bit. Gordon's just like at the shooting range, just like unloading. You know, it's, it's so great. good. <laughs> Gordon's him. at the shooting range unloading. Batman's like, hey, Gordon, I have something to tell you. Gordon's like, where are you? And Batman <laughs> steps out from one of the like target things. And like, <laughs> it's so fucking goofy, but it's good. Um, Alfred even gets a good line in this episode. I feel like we've been kind of down on this uh, series version of Alfred, but um, I liked him in this episode for like the 20 seconds he's in there. Oh, the bit where he's like, Alfred, you're brilliant. He's like, so I've been told. (laughs) (laughs) I came came dangerously close to watching Pennyworth this week. Oh, Um, you know, someday I might. That seems like a thing that could happen. I, I was about to click play when I remembered, oh, right. Now that I finished season one of DS9, I can go back to watching TNG. And so I did that instead. But I, if I had not remembered Star Trek, I definitely would have started Pennyworth. So, <clears throat> yes, that's um, fair. But yeah, I just um, I, I like this version of Talia al Ghul more than I remember. Um, like she is just kind of Bruce Tim, sexy lady femme fatale. But I don't know. It works for me. Um. Well, here's the thing. So this is, um, so like, this is the first time that uh, Talia or Roz is in anything that isn't a comic book from the seventies, right. basically. Um, yeah. and so like, and they don't like Roz doesn't show up again until like Batman begins, which is bad Roz. But like, this is like defining to me, this, like, this is what this character, these characters are to me. Like Roz and Talia are these two from this show. Cause that's it. Unless you're going and reading 70, which I went back and read and they're not that different than this, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I read the debut of Roz and Talia al Ghul, um, not that long ago, like since this podcast started and, uh, it's basically this, you know, <laughs> like the plot is a little different, but like the, the basic character dynamics and the like vibes are all just straight out of it, which I mean, like Lynn Ween is like one of the guys who's like writing seventies Batman comics. So it makes sense, but <clears throat> Um, what was I going to, I was going to say something about, uh, oh yeah, this is also a, uh, a great episode for like, in my mind, all Bruce's, but specifically this Bruce is ace. However, he is really into any girl that he thinks might be able to kill him. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. I don't think this, I think this Bruce in particular is, does not have a death wish. Um, I think Talia just has an, a supernatural, almost allure over men. Cause she's Talia Ghoul. I guess maybe, I guess how I think about this Bruce is like, I can fix her. He's got extremely, I can fix he has her that brain. about. He has that about like <laughs> Selena. I don't think he has that about Talia Ghoul. <laughs> I will get to the thing with Talia. Talia evokes like we're eventually going to get a Zatanna episode about like Zatanna is just like a real magician who fell in love with the man Bruce Wayne when he was training for stage magic. Um, mm-hmm. And I think of Talia as like in line with Zatanna, right? Like, yeah, that can, that makes sense. Here's like here's like a cool lady who's just got her shit together, and Batman lives in a world where no one has their shit together because it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that... she's evil, but, you know, that doesn't have to be a deal breaker. Um, also, Talia Ghul is, even in her original incarnation, is a Bruce Tim sexy lady, so he just yes. gets one for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, um, the, I guess the, th- the thing that was, 
I remembered before you re- before I watched this episode, like what she looks like in the DCAU. Mm-hmm. I forgot that like they animate her just like her hips, just like swaying like all sides of the screen, just like everywhere. Yes. <laughs> She's got that Carmen San Diego one eyes always covered thing. Yes, um, I guess it's probably Jessica Rabbit thing more than Carmen San Diego thing. They both got it though, right? Um. <clears throat> Yes, I think she's great. I love her. I love Roz. We'll get. I'm so excited to get to Roz stuff because I think it's some of the better stuff in the show. Um, I do too. He's only in the end of this. He's just a you know. He just stands there and it's David Warner being evil into camera, and I'm like, yes, fuck yes, love it. <laughs> All I could ever ask for is David Warner being evil to camera. Um, it's it's really surprising how um like this is the first episode that is like explicitly set up something later i feel mm-hmm. like um and it really worked for me you know yeah. it was like oh i love a little plot hook thank you yeah um, um it, it helps that i know that like this is gonna end with a uh, batman shirtless fighting this dude on a volcano or whatever so it's nice it's not on a volcano you're th- you're constrained with the ninja episode which oh, we already saw yes i am <laughs> there is a, there is a cool sword fight don't worry yes yes there is Sword fighting with shirts off. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> whenever, whenever classic Raza Ghoul stories happen, you know you're going to get a bunch of weird Middle Eastern racism and sword fights, <laughs> <laughs> and those will immediately happen. Not so much of that in this because uh, Talia doesn't re- like just reads his exotic femme fatale. Um, yeah, and Count Vertigo is like a goofy World War II villain, even though he's not. He's a Green Arrow villain. In- one more notch in like the long history of ultimately Green Arrow is just Batman. When you can't get Batman, you get Green Arrow. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like minor leagues Batman. I mean that they've got nine seasons of TV out of that. So yes. get on. No, I guess. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't know how anyone, how anyone in the world like was a Green Arrow fan that wasn't just like I like Batman and there's this guy too. I guess he's got the Arrow gimmick. That's kind of neat. Like, who's a natural Green Arrow fan? Like, I don't like Batman, but I love Green Arrow. Who are those people? What are they about? I don't know what their deal I, is. I have met old men who work at coffee, comic shops who are, like, way into the Adams and O'Neill, um, like, Green Arrow, uh, Green Lantern team-up comic. Those mm. guys are weirdos, though. <laughs> yes. Um, if If people aren't familiar, that's like a series where... If I remember right, Green Arrow is like a um, hippie liberal guy and Green Lantern is a really like conservative Republican dude. And they like go on adventures and like touch on the political topics of the day. And this was like good DC comics in the 70s. I don't fucking know, dude. You could have been reading 70s Batman and you were reading this. <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, one of the other cool things about this, uh, episode just being, like, really leading into, like, the noir and the, um, uh, in the Universal Monster movie stuff, but, um, is that, like, for some reason, the Statue of Liberty is just in Gotham now? That's just not addressed, but, uh, Batman does have a sick fight with some ninjas on, well, not ninjas, but whatever, um... (laughs) G.I. Joe guys uh, on the Statue of Liberty, and it's fucking cool as shit. <laughs> that is true. He does fight a bunch of... It's weird, because, like, they're not ninjas, but they, they they are, like, the James Bond version of a ninja, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> they're just um, some guys who look like they should be scuba diving, because they're wearing, like, 
full body suits and goggles, but they are not scuba diving. They are just hanging out, being evil. And then, yeah, they like, like Batman catches up with two of them and they immediately kill themselves. Like they're fucking like Hydra or like yes. uh, Cobra Command guys. And it's yes. it's like a weird tonal shift that I'm like, I'm into, but I did not expect this show to get to given like all the like S&P stuff that the uh, people who worked on the show have complained about over the years. Well, kids can't gas themselves in theory. So that's because that was the big, it's always about replicability, right? Like that's why you can have Tommy yeah. guns, but not handguns. Cause kids can't get a hold. arguably should not be able to get a hold of like assault rifles, but they can get a hold of handguns. Um, <laughs> the nineties were in a more innocent time, I guess. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then they work for a weird, not quite a, not quite a Nazi in a modern version. This guy's definitely a Nazi. Yeah, exactly. But this um, in this he just has like a like heavy air quotes funny European accent that makes him evil, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um and a weird like dizzy gimmick. He's got a dizzy eye uh that he uses to make Batman solve a single puzzle, which is oh I got my <laughs> left mixed up from my right because I was hit with the vertigo beam. <laughs> and then it, no he solves two puzzles because one he realizes he mixes up his left and his right and two he realizes oh if oh, I right. just close my eyes and she's like <laughs> how how is it possible Talia Ghoul is like second in command of the League of Assassins she said how is it possible that you have navigated this castle with your eyes closed <laughs> <laughs> that's like the shit they teach you on day two of like yes. League of Assassins training camp yes. how, to navigate a, how to navigate something with your eyes closed day like, one is that bit from Batman Begins where he's sure was getting hit with sticks yeah. and day two is navigating a castle with your eyes closed it's really easy <laughs> <laughs> um God, the other thing about Vertigo that's so goofy is, like, Batman and Talia al Ghul just, like, start ringing some bells, and he just, like, jumps off a building because he cannot stand the idea of bells, I guess. I mean, he gets, he gets, he literally, they they bend over backwards to give him the Vertigo ending. Oh, duh. Okay. The, yes. I, when, they, when they were running up the spiral staircase, I was like, oh, like Vertigo, and I forgot that there's also bells in Vertigo. <laughs> Yes. I forgot that the spiral staircase leads up to the bells. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It's very dumb. Should I watch? I didn't like Vertigo the time I saw it. Should I like give that another chance? I haven't chance? seen it in 15 years. I cannot tell you. I remember liking okay. it at the time, but I'm very hot and cold on Hitchcock, so I've not felt like compelled to go back and revisit it. Um, yeah, same. It's like, I think Rear Window is like one of the best movies, and I think that like, you know, Birds and Vertigo are uh, Vertigo is a lot better than Birds, but still, I don't like either of those movies very much. Um, I haven't seen Birds, and I didn't really like Rear Window. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> it's it's Psycho that really missed for me. I was like, I just, I just I don't get it. I I mean, the thing is, the problem with Psycho. Psycho is maybe the most like you've just heard a movie talked about too much in your life. Like when I finally, yeah. saw, I only saw it like maybe 10 years ago and I was, I was entranced by the first 20 minutes. Cause I didn't know any yes. of the plot about her stealing the money or anything. And it just goes on to every beat. I literally had seen referenced shot for shot in everything growing up. <laughs> yes. Same. I, I really liked the bit with her, like taking the money. And then as soon as she dies, I'm like, well, I don't really know why I'm watching this movie anymore. And then it gets really bad, <laughs> you know? 
Uh, and it doesn't help that like the the stabbing in the shower scene is just like dead to culture. You know, like I'm sure that was really cool at the time. Didn't do anything for me. <clears throat> um. Uh, yeah. No, that's true. That's fair. I had the same the same experience. So. But we're we're both people that are like, oh man, if you like Psycho, you got to watch Sisters. <laughs> that's true. Sisters. That's a fucking movie. <laughs> Sisters is like, what if Psycho fucking ruled? <laughs> um, should we do these emails since now we're just totally off topic? Yeah. Uh, okay. First email is from Joao. Uh, if you were forced to pick which poison will kill you, would you prefer to read uh, Batman as written by Brando Sando or Andrew Hussey? Um... Is Hussey the Homestuck? Yes, Hussey is Homestuck. Oh, then Brando Sando every time. <laughs> the thing is that the fifth Mistborn book is basically a Batman book, and it's one of the better Mistborns. Um, I think it would be considerably worse if it was actually a Batman book, but like, it would still be fine. I like Brando Sando, so like this, I, I am impervious to this question. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> that's fair. Um, I read like maybe a third of what was it a way of kings is that the first yeah. one of those yeah and i read <laughs> i don't know how much homestuck i got a couple episodes into homestuck made this world and of the two if you if you put a gun to my head i go back to brando sando every time because i had a very negative reaction to homestuck and brando sando is just kind of boring <laughs> it's really funny i got um i got back into homestuck made this world the last week or two and um I'm going to I probably listen to it when they're done and like just listen to it, and not read the comic. I think that's wise. I'm enjoying that a lot more because when it started, I was reading along and having a yeah. bad time. I, and did, then, I did not like Homestuck. <laughs> not a good time this week because I read I read up to act six when I was a teenager. And so this last week or two, I was listening and they talked about act four and I was like, oh, there's the one good part of Homestuck. And then they get to like act five and act six. I was like, oh, right. And then it got even worse. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, not really, not really going to reread home, read slash reread Homestuck, but I'm enjoying the show. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Brandon Santa would be perfect for the like wheels within wheels, like modern Batman conception where there's a bunch of characters. Like if he did a whole book about like, here's the bat family, there's 15 people. Bruce is on his like army. Like he's got his like machinations and army going uh, in Gotham city. Uh, I think that would work. I think it, it basically writes itself. I would read that book. I'd probably have a good time with that book. I like that more than like Kings and magic, you know? Yeah. Bruce Wayne would be mayor of Gotham city by the end of act one. That'd be so. fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aiden asks which individual episode of an anime do you wish uh, Batman from the animated series showed up in he doesn't have to do anything he could just chill he could just chill but he could do something if he wants to <sighs> single episode of an anime what I <laughs> okay so when you say single episode of an anime my mind my favorite episode of any anime is the Africa arc of ZZ Gundam. Um, Batman does not fit in there. <laughs> so I don't want that. <laughs> um, you know what? There should be like a filler episode of uh, DBZ where like Great Saiyan Man meets Batman. That'd be pretty good. 
<laughs> this is this is such a more reasonable answer than my answer. The thing I immediately thought of was the episode of Utena where Nanami turns into a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's just there. Yeah, Batman's just there. There's there's an infamous episode, we're going to get to it, of Justice League, where uh, Cersei turns Diana into a pig, and Batman right. has to go out of his way to basically the same thing. But I, I think I wanted to end with Batman becoming a cow also, and then you can get Damien in there with the Bat-Cow stuff from uh, the Grant Morrison run, which is like one of the fun things that happened in that run. Um, yeah, I think this writes itself, actually. This is great. Damien would wear uh, the cowbell that he thought was Sebastian Dior. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Last question is from Gary. I am pulling it up. Uh, Hey, folks, what's an actor or voice actor who's never portrayed Batman, but you think should be given a shot? Um, this can be a shitpost or sincere casting. Either way, thanks. Um, <laughs> my my immediate thought, and this is ludicrous, obviously, was, oh, they should let George Clooney do it. <laughs> 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 Infamously, was Batman. In a, in a movie that I like, but he's actually really bad in that movie. He's one of the worst parts of that movie that is otherwise really good. Um, yeah. Uh, George Clooney could do a good Batman. He's just not yeah. a good Batman in that otherwise good movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> a real shame honestly all things considered um who would i want to be batman who has the I've, gravitas to, for batman i've got an answer um on the last episode of stairwells we had to do uh casting for a different movie uh that yeah. Shuo pitched uh and so it just i had that in my mind still and so my mind did go to jet lee as batman i could oh, see I, that i like that i was gonna say Lawrence fishburne sure um, yeah like, what if Jack Crawford was just, like, also a total badass and not, like, a cop? I mean, Bat- Batman is a bit of a cop, but not in the way Jack Crawford's a cop. You know what I mean? Right, right. What um, um, what age of Lawrence Fishburne are we talking? Like, what decade is this coming out in? I think I want Matrix Reloaded Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, okay. I think that's the right call. <laughs> Where he's, like, he's, like, got the gravitas of old Lawrence Fishburne, but he's, like, young enough that he can still fucking mess up a guy. Uh, yeah. Modern Lawrence Fishburne, too old. Young Lawrence Fishburne doesn't quite have the, like, gravity. If they were going to do a live-action Batman Beyond movie, old Lawrence Fishburne would be fucking perfect for it. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it'd be a bad choice. I don't know if that's who I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like a live-action Batman Beyond movie is really fraught because you have to untangle, like, do you want the bit where fucking him and Barbara hooked up? Is that like part of the world you wanted to depict oh, on God. your screen? Cause oh, she's God. still around. Cause she's commissioner in that. And you know, yeah, I get, yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I, uh, every time I think about Batman beyond, I'm fondly remembering it. And then I'm like, Oh, right. The Barbara stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. She's great in that in in what I've seen in that show. Uh she's one of the better parts, but like Yeah, absolutely. You think about where how you get there and you're like, "Oh, god. Tim and Dini have to be stopped." <laughs> uh I mean they were. They literally yes, were. HBO Max <laughs> shut them the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um god. Um I guess that does it. That's all our questions. Yeah, that's it. That's fine. It's, uh, it's fun to get questions. We don't do them very often. We probably won't do another one until episode 100. Um, yeah. Which might as well be a thousand years from now, as far as I care. Um, but It's a year from now, probably. Eh, I bet it's we- like 18 months from now. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's our average. 
Um, anyway, um, next week we will be back with the man who killed Batman. Oh, nice. Which is a great episode. Yeah. I like this one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever it's a classic noir episode, we're both like, yeah, let's go. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, would you like to do plugs? Find... Oh, oh, I'll do plugs. I'll do plugs. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at autumnal. You can go to exportodd.io. That'll take you to the Patreon page, um, where for a dollar a month, you can get early access to this podcast or ornate stairwells or any number of other things. And for $5 a month, you can get access to Pop Town Funk. Uh, and keep on, keep an eye on that space. There might be something else coming to the Patreon in like the next, mm, let's say two months. So. Uh, yeah, you could find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. You can find all my podcasts at, uh, abnormalmapping.com. Um, you know, we got a new podcast coming soon. Uh, I do. Yeah. Not Autumn. I mean, you have one, but it's independent from me. Yeah. We have separate podcasts that I don't, I'm not really going to announce yet because I'm still finalizing some things, but there's a podcast. Our know. stuff is like, my stuff's like on lock. I'm just waiting for one more thing. Um, yeah. And it's like we know when we're recording, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Really, we'll talk about it when it's actually out. Um, right. People who know will laugh because uh, if you know where to look, you could find it right now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Riddler clue. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this podcast works with it every Monday. You can get it early. Export on IO. You should do that. You should pay money. What's the next Pop Town? Did you say? I was zoning out the, when you were doing plugs. The next Pop Town is about the 100, the CW TV show about okay. the post-apocalypse question uh, I, mark? I thought that was people who got, a, got abducted. Oh, is that the 4400? There's is another a, one. Is it a Hunger Games one? No, I thought there was one that was about like people got abducted by aliens and then returned and something's weird about them. Um, maybe. I don't know. We're going to watch like a random episode from season two where the character yes, that we got shows I am up. Thinking, so. I am thinking of 2004 CBS television show, The 4400. <laughs> <laughs> it's about it's about a comet appears and 4400 people who are presumed missing all just like from the past 50 years all just reappear from right when they disappeared. Huh. Weird. Yeah. I, one of those like post X-Files. Here's a weird mystery like lost in the week of lost kind of shows. Nora and I watched uh, an episode of X-Files this week, and I was like, damn, maybe I'll just watch this. Shit. It's gotta be I good. watched season one of the X-Files and had a great time. My problem with the X-Files is I really like the Monster of the Week, and I really hate all the lore. <laughs> that is, I suspect I'm going to be the same way, and I suspect that, like, I, I know that it's supposed to get bad at a certain point, which mm -hmm. is inevitable with a show that runs nine or ten seasons. Yeah. So I'm just going to, like, watch it until I think it gets bad and then stop watching it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that, that's it for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, next time we're watching The Man Who Killed Batman, we'll be back in probably next week. Maybe not. Who can say? But until next time, Batman. Batman. Batman.